Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Our soul waits for the Lord, our help and our shield. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope. Greetings from St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Fredericton, New Brunswick. I'm Bob Jones and together with David Berry on organ and piano, our reader, Eleanor Scott, and Stephen McKay, who operates the equipment. We hope to bring some moments of peace, comfort, composure, encouragement, challenge, whatever your need and your situation. And first, a prayer. But recently, we've celebrated Canada Day. Our friends to the south of us, Independence Day. So let us think especially of those who have decided to make their home as new citizens of this country as we pray. Dear God, who has challenged your people to show kindness to the stranger, we pray for all who have come from other countries with the desire to become Canadian citizens. Help them and us to overcome the difficulties of custom and language. Surround them with companions who welcome and befriend them, and bless all individuals and societies that foster understanding and goodwill, that in your great family we may live as members one of another. Amen. And now, Eleanor Scott with a missionary moment and the Bible reading, after which David on the piano. The Mission and Outreach Committee is encouraging the making of a special anniversary gift to Presbyterian sharing. Many people have asked about the use of the donation money. To better explain the impact of donation, this morning I will explain how a $10 donation to Presbyterian sharing would be allocated. $4 grows and equips congregations with resources and grants. From encouraging congregational renewal and development to supporting inner city, native, refugee, remote, and chaplaincy ministries. $1.50 invests in leadership development, which serves to equip, support, and encourage leaders, lay and clergy, to do effective ministry and also help congregations in their searches for new ministers. $1.40 supports international mission partners to share the hope and grace of God by sending mission staff and short-term volunteers, as well as grants, 
for support and leadership development, Bible translation, Christian education, theological education, and evangelism. One dollar supports finance and program support. This provides, for example, PWSD with very low administration costs for donations made for famine, emergency, and disaster relief. This also supports the administrative costs of the national office, as well as congregational support, innovative ministries, and benevolence. 20 cents is used for promotion and fundraising. 80 cents provides church governance and supports ecumenical work and helps to defray the costs of General Assembly. 30 cents advocates for justice, human rights, and environmental issues. 80 cents supports specialized ministries in Canada with support for theological students and the three theological colleges with six cents going toward indigenous ministries and indigenous reconciliation. Without question, a gift to Presbyterian sharing provides an excellent way to share with others, both in Canada and around the world. Our group thanks you for your support of this endeavor. The scripture reading for today is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 5, reading verses 1 to 20. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, called in Hebrew, Bethsatha, which has five porticos, in these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, stand up, take your mat and walk. At once the man was made well and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your mat. But he answered them, the man who made me well said to me, take up your mat and walk. They asked him, who was the man who said to you, take it up and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was where Jesus had disappeared in the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. 
Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews started persecuting Jesus because he was doing such things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father is still working and I also am working. For this reason, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but was also calling God his own father, thereby making himself equal to God. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing on his own, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son does likewise. The father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And he will show him greater works than these so that you will be astonished. This is the word of God. From ocean unto ocean, our land shall name you Lord, and filled with true devotion, obey your sovereign word. Our prairies and our mountains, forest and fertile field, our rivers, lakes, and fountains, to you shall tribute yield. I take a moment now to extend greetings and happy birthday to Pauline Crawford, who just a few days ago celebrated her 101st birthday, birthday 101, a longtime member of St. Andrew's Church. We greet you and wish you God's blessing, Pauline Crawford. Let us pray. God, give us a clear vision of the truth, faith in your power, and confident assurance of your love. Amen. The word independence 
comes to mind today, and it led me to some thoughts in addition to the fact that yesterday our American friends celebrated Independence Day, July the 4th, to mark the occasion 244 years ago, 1776, when Thomas Jefferson finalized the document that declared the colonies to be free people, to be free uh, with that free status as independent states. So best wishes to our American friends, two of whom sometimes tune in to these podcasts. So the word independence has stayed in my mind, uh, not so much that I am an independent soul, but I hear it said of some that they are independent. Victor was a playmate of childhood days. We were playing one day when the weather uh, turned suddenly cold. He said his hands were freezing. I said, Victor, put them in your pockets. No, he shouted. Pockets are to put things in. Oh, his mother exclaimed, Victor is so independent. Thinking back, I do remember some moments of independence, such as when I boarded the train in Moncton, bound for Ontario to begin my Air Force career. Finally, on my own, an income of $60 a month. Of course, everything was provided, uniform, food, accommodation. I remember in the Annapolis Valley, they had an expression when everything was provided in addition to their pay, it would have been $60 and found. Shortly after, Willie Mays signed a baseball contract for 100000 a year, the first contract in those figures. And of course, now that's only meal money for the multimillionaire athletes today when they can play, that is. But I was independent. I had cut the ties. I was on my own, perhaps feeling like William Ernest Henley when he wrote, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. But we grow older and hopefully we mellow, mature, to a point of seeing oneself to use Ferris's term, seeing oneself more as a channel than a spring. I like that expression, that really, if we can see ourselves more as channels than as springs, growing beyond that attitude of being a self-made man, with the supreme admiration for his creator. If ever there was a paradox in the area of independent versus dependent, 
It was evident in Jesus. Look at him from one angle, free and independent. He broke away from his family. He said he had to be about his father's business. He ate and drank with sinners. He refused to play the political game. He healed on the Sabbath, which the authorities saw as working on the Sabbath, which was strictly forbidden. Certainly an independent soul. But then look at him from another angle, and you see him dependent on people, his friends, especially Peter, James, and John, who seem to be with him in those times of crisis, the women who supported his preaching mission, Mary and Martha, for instance, utterly dependent on God. The disciple John has him saying, I of myself can do nothing. And in the garden, remember, he pleaded, show me thy will. How independent and free, yet how dependent on the one whose work he came to do. The independence out of which came the attitude of dependence in words he spoke, I of my own self can do nothing. Now how do I apply that to myself? How do you apply it? Well, that's the struggle of life to which we are called and on which we agonize lightly through most of our lives. And now a prayer. O God, who has given us the desire to be free and independent, to live our own lives, guide us through that struggle as we remember Jesus, who was independent, which led him to the dependence in which he found the secret of his power. And finally, the prayer that says it all, don't let the familiarity of the word rob you of its deeper meaning. And so gathering all our concerns, our burdens, our thanksgivings, our problems, gathering them all into one, we pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And a final word, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage until we meet again. Goodbye.